Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash pookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Once again, welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. As always, I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with my good friend, Will. What's up, everybody? And the Professor Smooks. Hey. And uh, today we figured we'd, uh, you know, continue our celebration of the uh, of the Halloween season here in the month of October. Um, and we kind of changed it up a little bit. We're not necessarily going to be talking about one particular movie, but give or take somewhere around 15 different type of movies. We're each going to give you our top five favorite horror remake list. We'll just kind of do round robin. And, and like, you know, I won't give my five and then five five like we'll do here's mine here's wills here's professors and then we'll you know we'll just go from there um and we'll discuss them a little bit as we go along and all the way down to number one just something a little different you know here for the for the holiday season and for the the month-long celebration of our second anniversary coming up it's actually not too uh not too far from now this episode will actually come out uh, october 12th I believe I can't remember the exact date of our first episode, but it was somewhere like within this week would actually be the oh, yeah. uh, the anniversary of our very first episode. So th- this will be around the same time that we recorded it, give or take a day or two. So yeah, it's been two years, but we we usually kind of have settled on Halloween as like kind of our official anniversary celebration. So you know we'll get into the whole last year's worth of recollections and uh, our re-ratings and all that that's what we do in our halloween spectacular go through what we've watched in the last year episode by episode and we give each other an opportunity to re-rank them if we want to so if you want to catch up before then now, now might be a time to go ahead and start you know listen to a handful of episodes or you know go back and listen to them all because um, i think episode 19 last year was our first anniversary episode so basically starting from episode 20 up until halloween those will be the ones that we kind of go back over and kind of reminisce about if you want to go back and listen to some of those between now and then you got a couple weeks i guess before we get into the our, our top five list itself um you can reach us at all american spook show at gmail.com you know for any questions or comments or if you're concerned for any of our lives or anything like that you can let us know you can find us on twitter at aa spook show you can search all american spook show on instagram facebook youtube t public um, we have a presence on all those and over on t public you know you can go and uh Buy some logo merchandise and uh, some other cool and uh, funny design shirts and stuff like that we have there and face masks and everything else they slap it on. It's, it's all available there. So I guess before we get into this top five list, guys, is there anything else you know you guys wanted to mention before we uh, dig in? Good for me, I feel bad, guys. I mean, I mean, usually the second anniversary is cotton. I didn't get you guys anything. Damn. So that, is that the official uh, gift of uh, second anniversary is cotton? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Well, it's cut. The first one, paper. The first one, paper. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we got to catch up. I tell you what, I'll get you. I'll get you each a face mask with the logo on it <laughs> for our second anniversary. <laughs> Cotton face mask. <laughs> but when you order it, order it from T Public. Yeah. Back go to, to you, Josh. Go to T Public dot com. That's T Public dot com. <laughs> I guess I'll get it started, and uh, I'll give out my number five. Number five. Mine is the Evil Dead remake from 2013. It's definitely not as good as the original, obviously. I mean, the original's on, like, one of my top... Pretty sure that was in my top 13 list that we did last year. This one's definitely more more gory. Have either of you guys seen that? Uh, Smoke, I, I'm, I'm sure you've seen oh, it. Yeah. Will, have you seen that one? No. No, I haven't. Yeah, that's that's definitely one I, I recommend we get around to sooner or later, dude. That thing's nuts. Uh, actually, as we're talking about it now, my, that's, uh, we've had our wives on the show one time. So my, that's my wife's favorite remake is uh, Evil Dead. Or number one favorite. I guess I mean, like I said, I can see why. I mean, it's 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 definitely one of the more very well done. 
and it's it's very similar but just like updated you know and and far more gory obviously but you know of course that one had a, a way bigger budget and a big studio behind it as opposed to uh the original evil dead you know what those dudes make it in the woods for five bucks you know or something <laughs> They had, they had zero budget behind it. And I'm not taking anything away from that one for sure, but um, the one from 2013 is definitely one of my favorites. Will, I'll toss to you. What's your number five? My number five is The Grudge. It's really like a remake of Juon, right? Japanese. Yeah. But nah, man, that, that movie was just... I, I remember watching it for the first time. Like, man, that movie was just creepy as hell. Like, like, like the, the, the tone of the movie... Just how people get snatched up. I mean, and then just the, the, the woman crawling, like, reversed upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Very reminiscent of, like, uh, The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and, and and just for that, I, I loved that movie. I had that one. Uh, I didn't put it, uh, spoiler alert, I didn't put that one in my top five. But I did have that one on, like, my short list of other ones to mention. I, I guess I should add before we continue. Myself, I at least had a, a few wrote down that, like, didn't make my top five that maybe we can mention. It's kind of like an honorable mention thing, like, afterwards. You know, of some other ones that you, you know, you should go check out. Once I mention them, I'm sure you'll agree. Smoke, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is uh, the 1988 remake of The Blob. It was a remake of the 1958 film. It's a load of fun for that one. I mean, that's kind of a, that's kind of an underrated remake, I guess. I saw it back when it came out and loved it. I actually, when I first saw it, I didn't really think there was going to be much to it, you know. At that time, you know, we're talking about 1988. There wasn't like a ton of remakes coming out. And uh, it's just, uh, I didn't see it in the theater. I think I rented it and uh, was blown away by it then. Kind of become a over the years it's in my top five uh and i definitely recommend that for anybody who's a fan of 80s horror it, it upped the ante for the gore much like evil dead up the ante of the gore and the other remake yeah they up the ante in the for the well definitely for since 1958 was the original one came out you know they didn't have any gore the remake you get to see what the blob the nastiness that the blob does when it you know basically consumes you value either of y'all seen that one yeah it's been a long time though since i saw it but i do remember that like doesn't it like land on some dude or something and then like on a beach or something like maybe I'm thinking of another movie, but I'm thinking like something jumped up out of the water and landed on some dude on the beach and then like disintegrated him. Are, the, are you thinking about creep show? The Yeah, you're thinking about creep show. show. The raft? Yep, 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 that's that exactly on the what I'm thinking of. Out in the middle of the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fun too though. <laughs> But I, I, I do remember it. Like, don't they show like the skin peeling off or something? Like, it's definitely more gory. I do remember that. Yeah. But it's been a long time since I saw that movie. But I remember, I remember yeah, loving it back in the day. Turns you into a gooey mess. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense because it's the blob. Yeah, it's fun. and it kind of actually now that we're thinking about it, you really put. I didn't really think about it before, but it's kind of a kind of falls in that body melt category, I suppose that we that we've covered as far as street trash and <laughs> those types of things. Our little uh, our little side favorite uh, genre of horror, the the melt movies. Yeah, the melt movies. What was the other one we did? I forget now. What the other melt movie we well, did? Well, remember we kind of considered uh, the Devil's Reign, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Even though you know that that was debatable on whether they're really people or not anymore. True. You know, you can go back and listen to that episode. We had a whole debate about that, but. <laughs> I'm thinking that's more like wax husks or something going on there, but whatever. They did gooey, you know, kind of melt down to that neon color of gooey stuff. That's pretty cool. So there you have it. That's our five. Mine was Evil Dead from 2013. Will's was The Grudge from 20, uh, 2004, sorry. And The Professor's was The Blob from 1988. So I, I guess we'll go ahead and move on to our top four, and I'll get it started. Number four. And this one uh, actually is on uh, Will's list as well. It is the 2017 remake of It. Uh, Will, what did you have to say about this one? Oh, God. Uh, what is there like not to say with this one, man? This was, like, 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 like Pennywise is such a, a great character to kind of to play around with, you know, it, whether it's the book or the movie. Like, I think definitely in the, in the first chapter of the, the two chapter movies for the remake, I mean, that, that was incredible. I felt like the second half of the movie, you know, the, the part two didn't quite live up to the to the first part, but I, I still thought it was really good. I, obviously, I wholeheartedly agree. I put it as number four on my list on yours. Will you put it as number two. So this one definitely ranks. A little higher for you yeah. than it does me, but still, it's on. It's it's definitely on the list. This is actually the first one too that we've mentioned so far that we've actually already done an episode on. You go all the way back to episode sixteen. Will you gave it at that time? You gave it four and a quarter stars. Smoke four and a quarter stars. Me four and a quarter stars. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, we all loved that movie. I wholeheartedly agree with what you said about it. I mean, it's so well done. I still, to this day, believe it or not, have not seen it chapter two yet, which I, I need no. to get, I need to get around to doing, but, um, I, I definitely enjoyed the shit out of this. Now it's, it's, it's definitely got a, a more violent, gory vibe 
than the original, you know, the one that Tim Curry's from, uh, what was that, 1990, 91, whenever. But then again, that was a TV miniseries, you know, so. Oh, yeah, true. So you kind of have you to take go that. go so far. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to take that into account. But still, did they definitely up the ante from that one to this one. So uh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, but, Will, since that was your number two, what's your number four? Uh, my number four was the 2010 uh, The Crazies. Remake uh, of the George Romero classic. Oh, yeah. No, man, if 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 you want to get me a movie that that has some kind of uh, like pandemic where everything is going crazy, you've pretty much wrote me in right from the beginning. Uh, again, you must be living uh, loving real life right now, then, because uh... <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> Turns out I don't like being in that shit. <laughs> it, it's an interesting fantasy, not not an inter- interesting lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> But no, just like, again, how that movie starts with uh, them going to a ball game and this, you know, like, dude that ain't quite right is, like, walking out after him, man. It's it's intense. The only thing missing from the remake of The Crazies that I recall, because honestly, I probably haven't seen that since it came out in 2010. I remember going to the theater to see that. I probably haven't sat down and watched it since then, but the only thing I remember that I think was missing from the remake was the god-awful background noise of the crickets that George <laughs> Romero put put in his version you know back whatever year that was 70 whatever man that drove me fucking crazy literally and i guess maybe that was the point right (laughs) that constant chirping of the damn crickets or grasshoppers or whatever it was in that damn movie and it's like it's bugging the shit out of you until you're about 30 45 minutes in or so until you're like damn it what is that is that in the movie? Is that outside? What the hell's going on? You know, <laughs> and I'm sure that's what he was going for. But yeah, it's there. I mean, and if you don't uh, recall what I'm talking about, go back and watch the original one, and you'll you'll quickly see, like, oh yeah, this is annoying as shit. Professor, what's your number four? Number four is uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, the night, now, there's been I don't know how many Invasion of the Body Snatchers movies there's been now, but as far as my favorite remake would be the 1978 one. With uh, Donald Sutherland and uh, remakes the original one from 1956, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, the original from 1956. And uh, it, I remember the first time I saw it was on TV at some point. It, it I don't remember what year it was. Probably in the early 80s, maybe. Creeped me out that first time I saw it. I actually, had seen probably saw the remake before I saw the original one of this. Still holds my attention today. And uh, yeah, I think it's one of the definitely one of the best remakes out there. I don't know if y'all seen either of those, the original or the remake. I've seen both of those, although it's been a long time. Probably even longer since I saw the Blob. Since I saw that one, it's been it's been quite some time. <laughs> now I, I just looked it up. Wasn't there uh, now? There's another one in 2007 called The Invasion with Nicole Kidman. Was that another remake? That's a, that's got a similar yeah. That's something to do with it. I mean a little bit. Maybe not as directly. Actually, all those are based on a novel called The Body Snatchers. But yeah, I think that did have a little bit of a play on that. I, I'm pretty. I did see that, but it's, I only saw it once. I think back when it first came out. I think I, I barely I don't remember think it was the, a direct adaptation of the novel but i think it had some elements from you know the body snatcher yeah yeah i barely remember that being a thing but now that i see it i mean i do recall it but uh, i don't think i saw it Mm. probably for the better but which means we'll be getting around to that uh (laughs) soon on on, here on the spook show oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and see for me like like the the issue is like with both of your first two so far smoke i mean a ton of these movies man i i saw like so many years ago and i remember liking them i just don't remember i don't remember them that well oh yeah because it was like, you know, like I was so like, longer. you know, like maybe like 10 when some of these movies were coming out and I would watch it. But like past that, I mean, you know, the memory yeah. ain't what it used to be. <laughs> it's another uh, Body Snatchers, too. I think in, what was that other one? That I, I remember 1990 or somewhere in the 90s, 95, maybe 94. Abel Ferrara directed it. Guy that did the Driller Killer and uh, Miss 45, a bunch of other movies. And that was actually not a bad one either. But uh, I mean, the 78 when I like, I like as far as remakes of that movie that's probably my favorite one but but uh, that one wasn't too bad either i don't know if y'all saw that one i remember seeing that in the theater i don't recall i can't remember exactly what year it was but it was mid 90s i think pretty sure i saw some uh some other movies pop up just in a search for that uh that have similar titles like the body stealers which may or may not be some kind of oh. like weird ripoff of it <laughs> uh invasion of the bee girls <laughs> Um, inva- <laughs> Invasion of the Triffids and Invasion of Oh, the yeah, now that's a good one, too. Yeah, Day of the Triffids or Invasion of the Triffids, they've called it, too. Yeah. And the 1957 <laughs> classic, Invasion of the Saucer Men. So I'm sure there's tons of Invasion of blank, blank, blank. But, uh, yeah, those, oh, yeah. Are, those are a few that popped up when I was looking for that. As you have already kind of seen, I guess, and as you will see, I guess, as we get into a few more of my remakes, it seems like, <laughs> and this wasn't by design or anything, it's just how it fell, but most of my, the original movies, 
that I, my favorite remakes came from were made in the 50s. Of course, a lot of the remakes that were made in the 80s that I like. This one happens to be 78, but it's getting closer on in the 80s. So I don't know. There's a correlation there, I guess, I think, as far as, you know, living, living in the 1980s, a lot of things that were retro in the 80s were things coming were from the 50s, you know. Yeah. Kind of like the whole playoff of Back to the Future. Correlation there or what? But it it seems like it's always usually about a twenty or thirty year cycle of thing like movies and pop culture oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Where like, you know, you give it at least twenty years, there'll be some new version of it, you know, that comes along. Yeah. Which I guess why now we're getting remakes of stuff from the eighties and nineties. There's been a handful of those these days. Yeah. And it doesn't seem that long ago for us since we're all over forty, but you know now you are getting into that. That was a long time ago category now, you know. So. I, know, I know. Just just look at the way we divide our movies. You know, our, our new movies are from 2000 and now. Yeah. 2000 was 20 years ago. So for yeah. a lot of people, they weren't even born. Some of the people listening to our show weren't even born. Then. Oh, yeah. They're like, <laughs> you consider that new from 2001? Meanwhile, you know, they were just you born. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a pretty big spread. I mean, like new is, is uh, yeah. all relative because that's just the last 20 years or so. Meanwhile, everything yeah, before yeah. that is old, and you're talking about literally what seventy, eighty years worth of film before the year two thousand. Yeah, I mean, technically, you could go all the way back to, and you know, we we could do a little show on this at some point. All the way back to like I think I want to say like eighteen ninety something, the first horror, what could be considered the first horror short film came out. Yeah. So yeah, that's so <laughs> yeah, and it's all relative to time frame you're talking about here. Are you saying like uh, you know anything before that? You know, is considered older now, but I mean, you could divide it back down the middle and say, "Well, newer shit is from the '60s to yeah. today," because then there's a bunch of shit that happened even before that. You know, so <laughs> yeah, there has to be some uh, nearby time frame that you do it with. Yeah, we won't, we won't get to the other end of that because if you say, let's just say it was 1899. I don't, I think it might have been a couple years before that when the first that first horror short film, silent film, came out. You just from there to 1999 is 100 years. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> we're considering old from that time to that time, so we won't get to the new hundred years from night from 2000 to, you know, 2100. And I bet you that stuff that's that, that, that is that old is probably scary for different reasons. You know, it'll just creep the fuck out of you because it was, uh, <laughs> probably some dude that really looked like that, you know, and they just filmed him, you know, or something. <laughs> they weren't, they weren't too heavy yep, in the creature yep. effects. It's just like, they just went out and found some dude from a freak show and then made a movie out of well, it. This is a documentary. That, that this guy's name's Frank. One of my uh, remakes too. <laughs> When we're talking about that, you know, like finding some, you know, there's a remake coming up on my list that will tie into back in the silent era when they were finding somebody that was, you know, that was <laughs> looked a certain way for a certain part. Why fuss and fret about dinner? Why not have it right here? Yes, this drive-in offers everyone in the family a real picnic treat for dinner. We've got delicious sandwiches with all the trimmings and your other dinner favorites, plus whatever you want to drink, hot or cold. Come early before the show starts, or eat while you're being entertained, or at intermission time. So why fuss? Give your family a tasty dinner at this drive-in. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just a quick uh, search on Audible. Like, that's the best thing you can do, too, by the way. Just go on Audible, like, you know, something, you got something in your head, like, man, I want to hear a book about horror or I want to hear a book about, uh, you know, pro wrestling history or whatever. Just type, go in there and type that in and you'll see dozens of examples of stuff that will pop up. But I just typed in horror movie history. And I got a few examples here of something that might be pretty cool to listen to. A book called Wasteland, The Great War and the Origins of Modern Horror by W. Scott Poole, narrated by Andrew Iden. That is uh, 11 and a half hours long. So that, that sounds like it'd be pretty interesting. A History of Horror by Wheeler Winston Dixon, narrated by Aaron Henkin. That one is uh, about eight and a half hours long. It's not quite as long as the first, you know, Wasteland, but, um, you know, still probably a good, pretty good listen there. And one more that I found here, Dark Directions, Romero, Craven, Carpenter, and the Modern Horror Film by Kendall R. Phillips, narrated by Scotty Drake. And that one is seven hours and 40 minutes long. So once again, a little shorter than the first two, but uh, Still sounds like it'd be a, a, a pretty cool, interesting listen that it looks like they basically just kind of go through the history of modern horror, you know, I guess from the 60s all the way up to today. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to add to the to anything you might have listened to lately or looking forward to on Audible? I don't know. What about the, uh, did they have the greatest junk holes of 1987? <laughs> you... I just, let me look. There's no. only one real one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that, of course, is in the same setting as Street Trash, wherever the hell that was. It looked like they filmed it in Beirut. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I mean, uh, no but, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm personally looking forward to, uh, I think it's in November, Ready Player Two is coming out. I mean, whether you like the movie or not, uh, the, the book for Ready Player One was really good, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. I enjoyed the movie, although it's not it's definitely not as good as the book. But you know that's what they always say, right? <laughs> Mo- <laughs> movie's not as good as the book. I mean, on everything, literally, very rarely do you ever hear someone saying, "No, the uh, the movie was better than the book." Although I, <laughs> one comes to mind when I say that right away before we continue, "The Mist" by Stephen King, because I think it was actually a short story. Yeah, yeah. I don't recall which book it was. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie better than his book. It was definitely it definitely ended more direly for sure. You know, I won't give any big yes, spoilers yeah. there. But yeah, that, that ending was definitely yeah. a great addition that wasn't in the book or yeah. the novel. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, I'm sure there are other examples, but that one always comes to mind whenever that uh, the book or the movie is better. Conversation happens with me. So to download your free audio book today, go to audibletrial.com/spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com/spookshow for your free audio book. All right. So with the the paying the bills out of the way. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty, and we'll go through our top three. Number three. Myself, I'm going to go at number three. I'm going to mention one that Smoke is actually number one on your list. Number three for me is The Thing from 1982. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've never seen the original that it's based upon. Blanking on what it's called. It's The Thing from Something, right? Or something like that. It's got a different from another world. Yeah, The Thing from Another. I've never seen that. You know, that's quality. It's good. I mean, it also depends on how you feel about 50s sci-fi but i mean it's great movie and it's great even for 50s sci-fi it's also great as far as comparison to some of the other ones it's probably a little bit more i mean you can see where uh he you know john carpenter would take the idea and kind of make it a make it his own or whatever or make it a little bit more scarier and definitely more gorier but even for the 50s i think that movie was a little bit more creepy than some of the other f- movies in the 50s going on at the time and he added wilford brimley into it so that just took it to a <laughs> yeah. whole other level <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what what can you say about the thing though, man? John Carpenter, one of it, one of his best, if not his yeah. the best. Kurt yeah. Russell, still like you know at the peak of his career. Keith David, Wilford Brimley. I mean, a bunch of other people in this movie. I mean, like it's just. And another weird thing too was the score. The score, which usually you know John Carpenter does the score for his movies. This one, it was a he brought on Ennio Morricone. That was an interesting little you know different kind of different for him. I think it's the only movie that Morricone did he ever scored for Carpenter. Probably one of his few of that of that type of movie too, right? Like I mean, he wasn't necessarily yeah. known for doing yeah. that t- that type of movie either. True. Now he wasn't really known for doing uh I guess you could call it synth. It was, I mean it wasn't as heavy on the synth as Carpenter usually does himself, but it was definitely a synth oriented score. It was just very subtle too. Mm-hmm. You don't even really think that much about the the thing's score, you know. Cuz uh, everything else going on it kind of I guess the the, the score is so subtle that it adds to it without taking on its own life. Like some of the, you know, when you, as soon as you think of Halloween, you know that that theme song is like the first thing that pops in your head is the, the Halloween theme song, you know, Michael Myers theme yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. So you don't really think of anything music-wise. If you think, try to think of the thing, well, what does the music sound like? It's very subtle, you know. Yeah. It adds like, to the scenes really well without overtaking. That's definitely not the first thing that pops in your head. Like, usually you're thinking of, like, uh, yeah. all the scenes from the movie and the images and stuff from the movie when I think of it, not necessarily the music, any of the background noise or anything like that. Will, you haven't seen The Thing, right? Believe it or not. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to do that. This is one of those things where I've seen bits and pieces here and there, but I've never seen the whole thing all the way through. Yeah, we need to fix that real soon. Maybe that can uh, be one of our first big movies of the next year of The Spook Show. You definitely need to check that one out. Now, granted, now it might not have the impact now that it would have had you know, on you years ago, but I still think you'll like it. I think it holds up pretty well. A lot better than some of these other older movies that we've seen over the last year or so. Yeah. Well, home, home Sweet Home, I think that that's very underrated. That, that movie holds up. <laughs> holds up to what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to let you play. I was going to let that one play out to see where you were going with it. <laughs> I think it holds up to I a needle. I not a straight face any further with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it holds up to a needle full of AIDS. <laughs> Or to a needle full of what was it he had at the beginning of that movie? <laughs> I think or, he's like straight up doing like heroin, like right there on the spot. Oh yeah, yeah. or PCP. No, yeah, yeah, PCP. PCP yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, if only we were all on PCP when we watched that movie. <laughs> we may not remember any of it, but we would have had a good time while it was going on. So yeah, that's that's my number three on my list. Smoke. Uh, we jumped ahead. That's your number one, but uh, it's very yeah, well deserved. I mean, I think when you get in the top three here, like flip a coin right like you know it's yes. always kind of that way so <laughs> yeah. well, we're talking about like a favorite like a 
a movie, a remake that you like better than the original. There's not many for me that I can think of remakes that I like. I, there's some that I like equally, but this one's actually one that, and this is not to take away anything from the original. Like I said, I love the original thing from Another World. The remake I actually like better than the original. It's the only one I can really think of right now that's like that for me. Uh, like I said, I'd have to go you know, seek out and watch the original to say, but I, I would imagine I probably, it being what it is, I, I would imagine I probably still like this one better than the original for sure. So, Will, what's your, well, we already did your number three when we were, no, no, we haven't. I'm sorry. No, no, we haven't. No, we have not. Yeah, you're right. It's actually. No, I, but I think me and Smoke actually share our number three. Yeah, you do. You're right. It, both of you have the same number three. So go ahead. What is it? Uh, 1986, The Fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like It's been a long minute since I watched that movie, but I remember <laughs> being like, holy shit, disgusted. You know, in certain parts when you know when I was younger watching that. No, no this was like like first off Jeff Goldblum. I mean, <laughs> it is Jeff Goldblumiest. It, yeah, yeah. Th- this is at like between this and like uh, uh, Jurassic Park. You know, yeah. it's Pete Goldblum. Like, like it, it, it's Pete Goldblum. <laughs> well, that, you know, now that you mentioned Goldblum, I forgot to mention that this is actually the second Goldblum movie for me on here because he was in. The 1978 remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, he was. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. The more and more I think about it, I don't think I've ever seen that one, that 1978. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that at some point around. Yeah, yeah, we will. Maybe not real soon or anything, but at some point. Yeah, yeah. The next couple years. But yeah, like, no, this one was awesome. Just, you know, obviously back in, it was all, like, practical effects. And I think if they decided to redo this one, I, I... Really don't think the fly would turn out quite as well. You know, yeah. like like they would try yeah, to see everything. Do, yeah, definitely. Yeah, know they would. <laughs> and I, I don't know, like I, just just the fact that every time you saw him pop up, he was a little bit more buggy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, and I do just, remember that. It looked the, amazing. The gradualness of it throughout. Yeah, if they redid that movie today, I think he would be like fine and acting like almost schizo- schizophrenic, and then just all of a sudden a fly would bust out of the body. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a, f- a few years after that one came out, they made The Fly 2 with Eric Stoltz. So uh, th- I'm sure that's next up on your list, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I take my laughing back. <laughs> wouldn't it, like, there was a string of, wouldn't there at least a few movies, too, that, like, Jeff Goldblum made with Gina Davis around this time frame? Seemed like they had made a couple together, which I'm blanking on well, the other right one. Before, was it before? I can't remember if Transylvania 65,000 came out before or after this one. <laughs> uh, it might have been 85 when that comedy horror came out. Yeah. They were in that together. Right around the same time frame, though, that they were in at least a couple yeah. together. Yeah. Of course, that's a remake from 1958. By the way, you're right. 1985, Transylvania 65,000. Yeah. Uh, 1986, okay. The Fly. Mm-hmm. And then 1988, Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the one I was thinking of, and I couldn't think of the name of it. Didn't that have Jim okay. Carrey in it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was in it. The top billed cast, Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, and Jim Carrey. And Damon Wayans. <laughs> and uh, Michael McKeon, too. So, yeah, it had a little bit of a cast to it. But, yeah, that was the one I was thinking. That was the other one that I was thinking of around the same time. that they, Maybe they were dating or something, and we're just forgetting the timeline of things. Because <laughs> what are the odds <laughs> they make, like, three or four movies in a row together like that? Either uh, they really worked well together and wanted to keep doing it, or they were dating. It's one or the other. Weren't they married? Maybe they were, and, and I just don't remember. It was so long ago. I, I, I could be wrong about this. We'd have to look into maybe as we do some of these movies individually. But I, I want to say it was something to do with Transylvania 65000, where they met, as far as, like, well, maybe they met before, but where they... They were married happen. from November 1st, 1987, to October 17th, 1990. Yeah, there oh, you okay. go. Mystery solved, Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah... Uh, I would have to say, out of any of those that we just mentioned, the fly is like the fly is the shit. It's a, it's really well it's really well done, especially for the time too. Like you know, yeah, there were a lot oh, yeah. of these type of movies in, during the time, but like this one always seemed like a, a notch above to me for a lot of the movies in the eighties, just quality wise and stuff. Like it didn't feel as yeah. cheap, yeah, you know, that a lot of the eighties movies did. I think it probably had a lot to do with the fact that it was Cronenberg. I mean, if you look yeah. at Cronenberg's filmography you know he didn't ever really do anything straightforward when it came to horror and it's another one of those body he, he was big into the body horror movies which we, we, we mentioned body melt movies which kind of sort of a subgenre or a subgenre of a subgenre known as body horror mm-hmm. where you got this you know usually his movies are kind of sexually oriented too and this was no different because remember those certain, certain scenes in there like where uh where is where his dick falls off yeah <laughs> i mean they don't show that you know it's, he's got it in a jar in the melting yeah. cabinet. <laughs> Yeah, that was another element of that. I forgot about how he's like he's slowly falling apart like that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. What are his fingernails when he's typing on the keyboard and his fingernails and that that like just yeah, you feel yeah. that you're like oh god that's nasty. 
that one scene where didn't like didn't like pull his ear off yeah yeah that yeah that yeah, yeah. That, that definitely did a good job of that of him you you know just crumbling basically yeah and then how it taken over it took over his mind of course too how he's becoming a fly which you didn't another one of those movies where again i guess also like the thing for me this is probably better than i enjoy even though vincent price is iconic and you can't you know can't take away anything from his role in the original movie and all i still think i like this remake better than the uh the original as well once again like we always there's so many more elements like we always say in my opinion these things are always subjective right i mean that's what that's literally our bread and butter it's all subjective but um it also depends on what your level of how much gore do you want right or like you know if you don't care so much for that you know you might be better off watching the old versions right because they're not gory at all but if you want to up the ante a little bit a little bit more violence a little bit more gore then you're probably going to like these remakes a little bit more than the than the original yeah. material. And I think that's kind of a product of our times. I mean, we're both, we're all three. I mean, I know I'm the oldest of us. Yeah. <laughs> I was you know, born in the late 70s and then growing up in the 80s, the gore movies were what I was familiar with, but I, by no means did I not like the classics. I love the classics. Again, I think it's kind of what you are what you come up with. So You talk to my dad, you know, he's not going to like the uh, the original over the, uh, I mean, the, the remakes over the original. Yeah, it's too much for them. But if you kind of you know, came like, up with, you know. Yeah, they, they just but then don't... there's also on the converse, there's people our age who just hate classic movies and won't even watch anything that's black and white or they won't whatever so i mean so yeah i think it kind of kind of falls on what you what your preferences are but for me i love classics and i love these and like i said there's not too many of the remakes that i would put above the classic movies because i love the classics so much too but so far that might probably two of them right there the thing and the fly i think we talked about i think we talked about that on on an earlier episode and it may even have been the episode Mm. where we had our wives on here back at my mother the mother's day special oh yeah my my wife's like that she can't stand anything basically probably pre mid 80s like you know (laughs) anything i'd say definitely anything made like before 1980 she ain't gonna sit down and watch it she's got no patience for it and you know no love for it anything she's just not gonna do it unless you force her to. yeah there's there's a certain amount of of i guess putting something aside to see where the era was made in and if it if it comes across as too cheesy, then you can't do that. Some people can't do that. But yeah, I get. What is it called? I can't think of the term right now. But putting it into context of, I guess, when it was made. Yeah, it's totally different style of make, filmmaking than there is today, of course. Totally lose, kind of lose yourself in the moment, so to speak. You just kind of get sucked into. Yeah. All right, now I'm in a 1954 frame of mind. Let's go. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the dialogue is going to be different. You oh know, yeah, the, absolutely. Yeah. The way they talk. Don't make you style it. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, that being said, we'll go ahead and get into it. That that was uh, both you guys number three. So we'll go ahead and get into our top two now. Number two. So now we're getting down to brass tacks, and I'll start it off with. Uh, now this one's kind of loose because I guess for me technically this isn't like a direct remake of anything, but it's another one of a long line of the same kind of movie. It is Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1992. I don't think it's a direct remake of any other Dracula movie before it but i think this Mm. is just my opinion i think this is where they nailed the dracula movie like as far as it being as close to the source material as humanly possible not your universal monster bella lugosi type dracula but like you're almost like uh how would you frame it smoke like a gothic type of uh tale yeah yeah i think i think like universal bella lugosi is great as dracula he's iconic and all but i think they kind of uh they were stuck with the play the stage play they didn't really base it on the novel as much as they based it on the stage play that was going around at that time Mm mm-hmm and I think that, and it looks stagey. I mean, I love that. I love the movie. It's classic and everything, but yeah, I agree. But it feels stagey. You know, it feels like a play almost in certain certain scenes. The cameras angles are the camera's kind of static. It doesn't yeah. really move around that much. They just basically like they shot a play. Like they just stuck it stuck it here stationary, set up, do your dialogue, and then move on to the next. There wasn't even any music in the movie except for the opening credit sequence. I think it had a. It wasn't original. I think it was a. It was Swan Lake. A, a, a segment from the Swan Lake. Uh, play or opera or whatever yeah and that was the only music in the whole movie so but yeah they definitely uh, were i guess limited in what they could do with that hey, original yeah, i mean look it's a product of the time what that was made like in the late 20s early 30s or something right i mean that's that's an old yeah, 30 1930 or 31 I yeah, yeah i mean that's fucking old man nearly 100 years old now you know <laughs> getting on it like what's about <laughs> 90 years old as we record yeah. this yeah i mean like so, so I, I mean I, I counted enough as a remake to where like because like i said there have been a thousand different versions of dracula up to this point in 1992 oh, yeah. but i think uh it was directed by francis ford coppola uh, I mean, I think it's more directly lifted from the original Bram Stoker's, not you know, Dracula novel. Yeah. Gary Oldman, fucking classic portrayal of Dracula <laughs> in this, and it's also probably one of the most violent but deep kind of portrayals of Dracula too, in my opinion. Yeah. 
And definitely, and you get kind of different versions of Dracula in this too, right? Yeah, you have his aged nobility kind of like when you first get, you know, first meet him when he's yeah. before he's really had enough blood to, <laughs> to make himself younger again. Mm-hmm. Even like the and origins of him, like you know, the uh, mm-hmm. back before he kind of sold his soul to the devil, so to speak, and became Dracula or whatever. Like you oh, see yeah. that version of him, like wearing armor. That part's really cool because. I think that they added to it, right? I, I've read the novel, but it's been so long ago. But I, I think that there's a really cool fleshing out of the original tale that Dracula was based on in history, which is what Vlad Dracul, the prince, you know, Vlad, mm-hmm. which that scenes were showing him when he was at war and doing all that stuff. But I, I could, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that wasn't part of the novel. I don't think they tied the novel into the history of Vlad the Impaler, but the movie did, and I think it was really well done that way. And it's just, if it ain't the only one on the list, it's got to be one of uh, maybe only two. I'm thinking it's probably the only one on the list that actually won Oscars. I mean, this thing won yeah. th- three Oscars. <laughs> and uh, like I said, Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves, Carrie Elwes, Tom Waits. I mean, there, there's a bunch of other people in this. It's just... Uh, it's like a who's who cast, especially of the time, you know, 1992. You got to love, love Anthony Hopkins as, a, as a Van Helsing. Because yeah. he, he injected humor into it, too, which was cool. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if some it's... of the scenes there, like when he's... Deca- was it when they decapitated... When they had to go into Lucy's crypt, you know, when they suspected yeah. she was a vampire. And yeah. he's talking very nonchalantly about they have to go in there and, you know, like, stake her and cut her head off. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Dear Lord. <laughs> Will, have you ever seen that one? No, I don't think I have. We need to get around to that one just so you can watch it, dude. It's a fucking classic. Oh, yeah. Really well done. And the soundtrack, too. I can't think of the soundtrack. I think the guy, I think he's Polish. I can't think of his name right now, but but uh, that soundtrack was very well done, too. Yeah, no doubt. And it definitely adds to the to the mood of the of, of the movie. You know, I don't know if it feels quite the same without that soundtrack in that movie. No, I've got that soundtrack separate, like on a CD, and I've... I've I listen to it from time to time. It's just, I mean, I, I like a lot of soundtrack music, but that one you can just put on and instantly I can pretty much see all the scenes playing in my yeah. head as the music, you know. <laughs> when, I, when I feel like going into a murderous rage, I put the CD on and <laughs> yeah. let, it, let my rage boil up. All right, so, uh, Will, we've already done your number two in It, so Smoke, uh, what's your number two? Well, coincidentally, now, I know we've been talking about Dracula, so my number two is uh, also related to Dracula. It's... Uh, Nosferatu, the vampire from 1979, Werner Herzog directed a remake of the F.W. Murnau silent film from, I believe, 1922 or 21. And the reason it's connected to Dracula, for those who maybe don't know, is that the silent film was uh, supposed to have been a supposed to have been Dracula, it was supposed to have been F.W. Murnau's Dracula. But he couldn't get the rights from Bram Stoker's estate, from his widow, I guess, at the time. Or, or yeah, I guess his widow was still alive. I don't know, it was 1920 whatever 2021 when he's trying to get the rights but he couldn't get them he couldn't secure them so instead of just abandoning the project he basically said okay we're just going to call it nosferatu and just use the story anyways (laughs) (laughs) so the story of nosferatu is basically the story of dracula they just call him uh you know what in dracula i think he's mentioned nosferatu is mentioned it's just sort of another name for a vampire or a creature of the night uh nosferatu so they took that term from the novel and just called the movie that and just kept everything basically the same, storyline-wise. Uh, now, the 1979 version is just it was just an updating of it. Of course, the other one was silent, so this one's sound. If you're familiar with Werner Herzog at all, I mean, he's great director, very visionary director. I, I just love the look and feel of this movie. And uh, it was uh, Klaus Kinski played Nosferatu. And uh, it was uh, Max Schreck that played him in the silent movie. And what we were talking about earlier in the silent era when they would find, you know, you you come across these real creepy type actors and well, Max Shrek apparently was one in real life that they, a lot of the people on set thought that he was a real vampire. And I guess he was like one of those early, early character actors that never broke, never broke character, but he's also not that much was known about him. So he had this aura about him. So people thought he was a vampire. You mean the, the guy that originally played it? The original side. Yeah. 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 Oh, got to still plays that part in the remake. He's got to still be, like one of the most fucking heinous looking monsters in movie history. Right? Like oh, yeah. this is one that would scare the total shit out of you if you saw him in a dark alleyway. <laughs> like I don't care who you are, like how much of a man you think you are. <laughs> you see you see Nosferatu coming at you. <laughs> <See that>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Down a dark alleyway. Dude. Even people who've never seen either of those movies, they and you might not even know the image with the name Nosferatu, but you've seen that image before. And it's, you know, you know those shadowy, creepy images yeah, of yeah. him coming up the stairs. You've seen it all kinds of times. And hell, I think he, they probably even used it in commercials before mm-hmm. around Halloween time. I also have to mention, uh, 
Werner Herzog, if you recall, uh, to uh, to anyone uh, maybe unfamiliar with him or his work, you might remember him from his little role in uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah, yep. Uh, he he plays like the Imperial. Yeah, Imperial. He's the guy that basically hires the Mandalorian to go get the child, the old dude. That's him. That's Warner Her- Warner Herzog. So if you're unfamiliar with his work or have seen him in anything else, you that's a more recent uh, reference for you there that you might remember him from that. I've never seen this though, the uh, 1979. I've only ever seen like you know Nosferatu himself. I've never seen either. Uh, uh, of the movies. Yeah, yeah you haven't seen the original Silent uh, one either. Yeah, other than just and of clips. Course that's going to depend on how you feel about Silent movies. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, if you can get into Silent movies, it's one of the best. Yeah. For sure. Oh, I've watched a few Silent films in the past. I mean, I can... Uh, mm. It's definitely hit or miss for me, but I can get into it, you know, if it's well done. And uh, if you say it is, then I'm sure, you know, it's it's uh, it's a good one to watch. So I'm, I need to check it yeah, out. Yeah, it's but one I'm, of those movies where you can just get lost on the visuals. You know, they had that... It's that it's German. It's expressionism. So even if you're not even paying attention to what's going on in the movie, you can just watch the way it's constructed and, and get enjoyment out of that. Even <laughs> and just piss yourself whenever you see Nosferatu come on the screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's literally almost a hundred years old, and it still will scare the shit out of you, like just him. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh. So to recap, our number twos. Mine was Bram Stoker's Dracula. Will's was It from 2017. And Smokes was Nosferatu from uh, 1979. Number one. So I guess, Will, yours and mine are the same. So I'll just go ahead and let you throw to the our number one. Who? I forgot. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm not going to forget number one. Come on. Oh, it's right. It was Poltergeist. You don't <laughs> need to keep us in suspense. You know, Poltergeist. No, no, no. You're way off. It's Catwoman. So, uh, <laughs> That's not reason. even a remake. <laughs> But it's scary. Did you say House of Wax? <laughs> yeah. I thought about throwing that one in just as like, uh, like, all right, my number five is House of Wax. And then, then not say anything and just see if you react. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I guess you uh, reevaluated that since that last episode we did on House of Wax. <laughs> yeah. I took a big turn after I watched it again. <laughs> no, nah, 2004, Dawn of the Dead remake. Yes. I, I Myself, I'm not going to say that I like this more than the original because I, I, I don't like it, you know, more than the original. But I put it damn near on par with it. I think the original, you know, it kind of has its own place for its time period. And, you know, that's the story and that it is what it is, right? You know, and it's hard, to, it's hard to, to, to shit on the original concept and everything, and I wouldn't dare do that. But uh, usually any list I, I make, and I think when even when we did our top 13, I put these... I kind of cheated, so to speak, <laughs> and I kind of put these two together, like the ori- George Romero's original and this one, because I think, like, I, I enjoy them both so much that, you know, I almost think of them as the same, but they're so much different, you know, and I think that's why I appreciate the remake so much, it being so much different than the original, but similar enough, you know, it's like, let's take the original concept, the framework, and then let's just dial it up. Let's turn it up to 11 and break the knob, you know, that kind of <laughs> I think they really, uh, they really did well with that. Although you know there is that uh, the running zombie thing, right? Wasn't there running zombies in this? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the big. That was the main big difference, I think. Yeah, yeah. Running yeah I mean, well, there's a lot of differences, but that was the major difference. Yeah, I mean, you t- I'll take a, I'll slide off a little bit of points for that because you know I'm not as huge into that aspect of things, but still, <laughs> I think this is so uh, wonderfully made that I can look past it. Yeah, for me, I mean, th- this this is the the perfect remake movie for me. Uh, like you and hitting on a lot of the points you you just said was you know the, the the original was great this this took the framework of that and then did its own thing but it did its own thing in a way that worked uh, like so many remakes that you see these days here I'm gonna do my own thing over here and, and then it just takes away from the movie mm-hmm. uh, I, I think everything that they added to this was just it was perfect it, it added for the time and uh, I love this movie. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're and not... I think we all saw this at the same time. Basically, I mean, I was living in Charlotte and working at the TV station when this came out in 2007. And I don't know if y'all saw it this way, but do y'all remember a sneak preview for this movie? Did y'all see it that way? Because I, I remember it wasn't not not the TV station was giving them out, but I think it was a uh, GameStop. I remember going in there and picking up the tickets for the sneak preview and going to watch that sneak preview. And it was a full pretty it was a full theater, and they were giving away. I didn't get any 
bonuses, but they were like throwing T-shirts and things out to people and all that stuff. So. You know what? I yeah. might have. I, had, I, I, I didn't. Not. I didn't go to that. But I, now that you're saying that, I do recall getting like some preview passes for that. Maybe from the same place. Maybe a different place. And then I just couldn't go. Mm-hmm. But it seems like I do remember oh, okay. seeing like the tickets for that for some reason. So happened. It was actually. It was a big ticket. Like a. It almost had like a mini version of the poster on the back. Yeah, that's side the way the a lot of those. First, the other side was like the pass or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the way a lot of those uh, sneak previews are. Like, yeah. and they'll give away like a billion of those things, and, and um, you have to go be just you just have to be one of the first like you know how many ever people the theater can hold. Uh, you have to mm-hmm. be like say if it's 150 people, you have to be one of those 150 to get in. The first 150. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're not getting a seat, and they're usually always packed. But it seems like I do recall that for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I can't remember how that was. I think we got there early. I guess and I do remember the theater being packed out, but I don't remember having an issue finding a seat. So I guess we got there real early. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that the, the couple the handful of times I've ever done that, you have to get there like super early. Yeah, you know, uh, especially for a movie like that, it's probably going to be packed out. All right, so there you have it. That's uh, that's our top five. You know, each of them are uh, different in their own ways, but they're also very similar in a few. Like we said, uh, Smokes number one was the thing from 1982. I'm sure you guys might have a few more you want to throw out there, but a kind of honorable mention. I wrote down uh, Night of the Living Dead from 1990. You know, Tom Savini's. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd put that on my honorable mention too. Yeah, The Ring from 2002. Now I don't remember what the original was called. Like you know, it's a Japanese movie. But um, I remember uh, Ringu. I think it's Ringu. Ringu. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was just Ringu. Yeah, I remember enjoying the, uh, really enjoying that in 2002 when it came out. Um, it's been a long time since I sat down and watched it again. So you know, who knows my recollection of things? You know, might be a little different now. But I might like it more or less these days. You know, but I remember back when it came out in 02, I, I really liked it. And uh, another one that I had wrote down was The Hills Have Eyes from 2006. Now, uh, yeah. That was- <laughs> very similar movie for sure some of it in some ways shot for shot except ratchet yeah. ratchet that gore up a thousand times it's a bloody <laughs> movie man just kind of like the evil dead remake like kind of the same thing just pour a bucket of blood on it you know like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i remember there being a couple more even fucked up things in the uh, the hills have eyes like even more uh you know fucked up than the original you know the those damn hillbilly mutants or whatever come down and kill the yeah. the family. The way they do it seemed like it was a little bit more vicious yeah. and violent uh, in the remake. But uh, those were just a few that I wrote down that I thought about putting on my list, but I just figured I'd mention them. I mean, did you guys have any others that you could think of off the top of your head that you might want to throw out there for the listeners to kind of pick and choose? Um, I'd say, well, some of them y'all have already mentioned that I didn't mention yet, of course, so I won't go through those again because we've all covered them at least. But oh, like I said, It would have been, if we were doing a top six, I probably would have had It on there too, sure. Yeah. Because it's up there, it's up there for me. But no, one that we hadn't mentioned that I'd say kind of gets honorable mention would be uh, Maniac. I thought, I kind of like, now it's kind of split. Some people hate the Maniac remake. Some people love it better than the original. And then there's some like me that I like it a lot. I wouldn't say that it's better than the original, but uh, but it's different. Uh, it's one of those remakes where, okay, we. I don't know if y'all have seen the original. Did you say you've seen the original? Oh yeah, I've seen Maybe the original. Maybe from I've seen the original, but I have not seen the new one. Yeah, see the original. You know, had uh, Joe Spinell and his character. He's the main guy. You know, he, he plays a slimy greaseball that you would think would be doing this stuff. I mean, yeah, just a, you know, a, a sweaty, a sweaty fat the kind ass. that you would expect to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> and the remake is Elijah Wood plays that role. <laughs> And it's totally opposite. You know, Elijah Wood's not the kind you would think that would be doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. His character in the movie is not the kind you would think. So it, it plays that opposite. That it, it definitely changes some stuff in there, but I think it, it goes its own way, but still has a lot of homages and a lot of uh, throwbacks to the original from 1980. It has a great uh, synth-based synth soundtrack like the 1981 did. A couple of little Easter eggs in there for fans of the original to find that were, uh, you know, things that compare to the original movie. Well, like I said, I, yeah. I, like, I kind of like the direction of out of all the ones we've mentioned here today, it from 2017 is the only one we've actually done an episode on. So if nothing else, we give we've given ourselves yeah. <laughs> a list of movies to do some more episodes on in the next year or two. So oh, yeah. so I guess uh, with that, you know, like I said, we just wanted to have you know a little bit of a different flavor, different episode here for uh, the month of October. Uh, you know, kind of our month long celebration of the uh, of Halloween and our and our second anniversary. So next week, we are going to be going back to 1986, and we're going to be talking about. One of our favorites that we've mentioned a number of times, we've all seen, and we have a little bit of a personal connection to. Uh, like I said, from 1986, Trick or Treat. Not Trick or Treat or any of the other ones that are similarly titled, but you might see this in your uh, your 388 bin at the Walmart or Kmart or Target or something like that. And uh, I have like the cheap-ass DVD from like you know late 90s, early 2000s that's got a picture of Gene Simmons and uh, Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> on it. 
but like it's not even a picture of them from the movie. It's like <laughs> it's like here's a picture of them in 1998. By the way, they're barely in this movie, <laughs> and we're just using their name to sell the movie. But yeah, yeah, we, I got that DVD too. It's pretty pretty bad artwork. Though. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember, like, I didn't know anything about this movie, right? Like, and we can get into that, you know, once we do the episode next episode. Yeah. But like, I had never seen this movie, but I bought it. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome! It's got Ozzy and Gene Simmons in it. And then like, it, like it sat on my shelf forever, and I finally like, you know, I'm gonna pl- plug this thing in and watch it. And I'm like, man, this this is weird. Like, I did not expect this movie to be like this, you know, just based on the DVD cover. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, it was the opposite of that. I saw it back in the 80s when it came out, and the VHS cover, it might have mentioned something about them being in it, but it didn't have them on the cover of it. Yeah. And you didn't really think of I didn't think of them being starring in it. I, just, I, I don't even know if I remember them even being in it before I saw the movie. So, yeah, if you're coming at it from that angle, then it's, then you see them and they're like, oh shit, there's Gene Simmons. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like we said before, we are a spoiler <laughs> podcast, but I don't want to give too much away until the next episode. So be sure to, uh, you know, uh, go ahead and find a copy of that, track it down and go watch it before uh, next week. Cause I think it's going to be a pretty fun episode, but I'll go ahead and read the IMDB synopsis uh, synopsis. I'll read the IMDB synopsis before we uh, log, uh, log out here for the day. A bullied teenage boy is devastated after the death of his heavy metal idol, Sammy Kerr. But as Halloween night approaches, he discovers that he may be the only one who can stop Sammy from making a satanic comeback from beyond the grave. So uh, it is as crazy as that sounds, trust me. It's definitely a huge dose of 1986 going to go down in the next episode. So, uh, Will, have you seen this one before? Have you actually sat down and watched it or no? No. Yeah, so there you go. This, uh, this will be a first time watch for uh will so it'll be interesting to see what you have to say about it once you sit down and watch it um, <laughs> so anyways i mean i guess uh that's all we got for uh this edition of the spook show so join us next time for trick or treat so for will and the professor smoke i'm josh we are the all-american spook show podcast and we will see you next week